0: This show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most
0: important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. First of all, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're listening to this prior to Thanksgiving, where you're going to have a lot of time to spend as a family. And Melissa and I, we just love Thanksgiving, right?
2: It's a great holiday.
0: There's just so many things that we both love about it. Um, But we'll spare spare you all the reasons why we love Thanksgiving. Maybe they're very similar to the reasons why you love Thanksgiving. But Melissa had a really awesome idea. She's like, hey, Chris, family's going to be spending a lot of time together. They're going to be hanging out at houses. They're going to be road tripping together. Let's do something different than what we've ever done, where we have an episode that is applicable to all the family. You know, even the kids.
2: So turn it up. Let the kids in on this episode. We want to make get everyone off
0: their devices.
2: (laughs) We want to make this really fun. We're gonna um, bring our three older kids in here in a little bit. Make them part of the conversation. We want it to be really engaging and a conversation that you can then have with your own family.
0: And the conversation is really revolving around this idea of what is a brand and what does it mean to have a family brand, and obviously the name of our Company, the name of this podcast is Family Brand, and that's a unique idea for a lot of people. Most most of us don't think in terms of like having a brand for our family. We think we think about brands that we admire that you know are are organizations or companies, and we've actually found that that's a really cool exercise. Like when someone goes to our program, which we are so excited to, you'll be hearing from us soon about the official launch of our program within the
2: next or within the next couple weeks. We're putting some finishing touches on some things. It's so good and it's coming out soon so this is kind of like a little a little tease of something that is actually in our program
0: yeah and this is a really fun exercise when families go through this and so we're just going to take you through one little this one little exercise about thinking about your last name as your family's brand and let every letting every member of your family speak into you know what is your family brand right what's the smith family brand what's the shea family brand what's the hadley family brand and the first thing is, well, first of all, what is a brand? Like if we back up. So one of the things that I teach when we do this for companies in my consulting company is that your brand is what you stand for. Your brand is what you're known for. It's like it's so much deeper than just like your logo or your image. And so that's kind of this idea of what, where we want to start and maybe a really cool discussion that you guys could have as a family. There's a few questions that if you want to pause the podcast right now or you want to listen to it and then come back to it. But I think a really cool conversation starter would be to yeah, ask yourself that question as a family of like, okay, if we're thinking about our name like a brand, what would we want our brand to be known for? Just like some of the favorite companies that you admire. But like, what do we want our brand to be known for? So that's one question. Another question is, what do we think our brand stands for today? So the difference between those two is one is what we stand for today. One is what do we want to be known for in the future? And then another question is, what makes our brand unique? And again, these are questions that when we consult companies around their brand, we ask them these very questions. But it's really fun to ponder as a family. So thinking about key, okay, our brand is what we stand for. It's what we want to be known for. So let's explore that a little bit. And look, we're unique. Like we, are, there's no, there's not another family like you anywhere else in the world.
2: Yes, and so yeah, start there. And then I want to. I guess, take it a little further and then start thinking about, okay, let's start thinking about other, other brands. I find that the kids really like engaging with this part. That's like, let's start thinking about other brands. And sometimes it's helpful to, for them to relate because these are kind of abstract ideas. It's helpful, helpful for them to relate to maybe a brand that they really like. And so start thinking about, about brands that they really like. Maybe they like a certain type of fast food or certain shoes or,
0: Clothing. or And and I would actually, one of the things we talk about in the program, it's it's actually deeper than brands that they like, but that's where you would start. But Mm -hmm. for mom and dad, it's actually like brand you admire. Now there's brands that Melissa and I identified, oh, we like the brand. We like their clothes or we like their furniture or we like their art, but is it a brand we really admire? And so I think the difference would be liking a brand is you like their product. Admiring a brand is you really admire what they stand for because they stand for something. So again, this could be a really fun exercise for every member of the family to take a little time, mom, dad, kids, and first come up with a brand that you really admire. And then think about like, why do I admire this brand? What is it I like about this brand? And so we're going to have Tate Tanner and I be come on and talk about brands that they identified and share why, why they admire those brands. And, and the cool thing is, is once you have this, once you do this as a family, and I would take some notes. So you're going to look at, okay, what makes our family unique? What does our family stand for? What is our family going to be known for? And you're going to write down all these characteristics of these different brands you admire. And then at the end, it's like, wow, there's a lot of cool characteristics and traits and things we like. How could we incorporate some of these things into our family's brand? So there's that cool connection where you can learn from these brands that you really love.
2: Yeah, and we'll point that out as we go along with the kids. But just from, like Chris was saying, just from the brands that they like or admire, you'll be able to pull out things that you would maybe want to replicate. Like whether that's, like I'm thinking... One brand that Chris and I have talked about before, they're like so friendly. Every time you go and visit, they're like so happy to see you. So maybe that's like, okay, from that we want to take Smiths are like loving and kind. or
0: Smiths are friendly, friendly to everyone.
2: Yeah, that's just one example. We'll go in deeper as as we bring the kids through this. Okay, so we have our first two guests, Tanner and Tate. Hello, boys. Hi,
3: I'm Tanner. Hey, this is Tate.
0: And we are going to, yeah, just ask them some questions. Uh, we'll start with Tanner. Tanner, what was the brand that you chose to feature that, that you really admire?
3: I chose in and out Burger.
0: <laughs> so why did you choose in and out Burger as a brand that uh, that you like and that you admire?
3: I think they're cool because all their franchises are still owned by the family. So it's not a franchise, I guess. And and I really like their food. It's really good.
0: What is that? Because actually, I think that really does mean something, that all of their stores are still owned by the family, even though they've had probably, what do you think, endless amounts of opportunities to franchise and people wanting to buy their stores? Yes. So what does that tell you about them?
3: That they're really committed to keeping their culture and their core values and not let the quality go down.
0: Mm. Do What's think- been...
2: What's been your experience, Tanner, when you go to in and out Like, do you you feel like the quality comes through? Like, can you say any more about that?
3: Yes. I feel like all the employees are usually really kind. And they don't sell a lot of things, but all the stuff they sell are really good. Their hamburgers are so good. And they're pretty cheap. So,
4: amazing. Also, <laughs> I don't think they've ever gotten our order wrong
3: before. Yeah. I don't think so either.
0: Yeah, it's like one of the jokes we have is that we would be shocked if In-N-Out Burger ever got our order wrong, and we'd be shocked if another fast food restaurant ever got our order right. <laughs> it's just like you can almost count on most fast food restaurants messing up your order never seems to happen at in Outburger. out Burger. But I think one of the things that's interesting that you said, Tanner, that I hadn't really thought about is, yeah, they're, they probably could make way more money if they were to franchise but they keep the growth limited to some extent and, and they still have plenty of stores. But I think to your point of, because they don't like what they stand for in their brand and their culture is more important than like, chasing opportunities, more important than revenue. So the fact that they can control. So what would be like a value that you could apply to like a family, that concept?
3: That you should always keep your family and not keep your family first and value them. And try and keep your family values for a long time instead of not teaching family values. Like they have a university where they teach their managers how to run the business and how to make sure everyone's happy and how the food is good.
0: Mm. So do you think one of the things mom and I talk a lot about in Family Brand, you probably heard us talk about this, is building a culture by design, not default. So it sounds like... That's that's what they're ensuring with their university. Would you say it's like it's not by accident that the culture is similar and is is great in every store?
3: Yes, they have over three hundred stores, I think, and that's a lot to not franchise. And we
2: did we did give the kids a head up heads up earlier today. We said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have be having this conversation on the podcast. be are thinking about brands that you like, you know, we'd love to to have you on it. So the kids have done a little bit of research. They're coming prepared. Tanner, thank you.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, how can you not live in and out burger? Like every time we eat like a $15, 20 burger somewhere, what are we always saying?
3: In out is bad. not as good as in and out. <laughs> that's <laughs> why that's why we don't go to the $15, 20 burger places that much.
0: It is really remarkable though that for us, we just love their product. We love the quality and it's reasonable. And just everything that Tanner said, like the culture, the friendliness of the people that they stand for something, that they're not sellouts. Like, I think there's so many values that, as you said that, Tanner, that I can think of that you could apply, like characteristics and traits that that could apply to a family. And I love this idea of university. Like, if there, if, if in and out Burger is going to pass these traditions, these values on to each successive generation, like you can do in a family, it doesn't just happen. Like, it's done through an official training in a university. It's awesome. I didn't know that about in and out Burger.
2: Neither did I, and I will say every time we've gone to the mainland, we've gone to In-N-Out. The first, the first stop, (laughs) yeah.
0: We land in Sky Harbor, we go to the Tempe In-N-Out Burger on the rural.
2: There is no In-N-Out burgers in Hawaii.
3: Yeah, there is nothing in Hawaii. My
4: dad went on. (laughs) That's
0: not true. There is awesome places in Hawaii.
4: My dad went on a business trip, and he took a picture of his In-N-Out burger that we got. He got.
3: And he sent it to us just to bother <laughs> us, <laughs> just to just so we could be jealous just of for his revenge. amazing double double. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's after we had been uh, on in Hawaii for six months, and I was the first one to go back to the mainland. Well, thanks, Tanner. Any other thoughts, Tate, Mom, anyone about in an out burger? It is cool though to think about that. Like it even has me think about some of the values we already have as a family, and maybe even looking through that lens of just yeah some of these things that in and out Burger stands for and their commitment to like keeping the quality and maintaining their values and the university. It's really awesome.
2: Kate, Tate. What's the brand that you like and admire? I chose Trader Joe's. T.J.'s
0: Shocker, Tate.
4: <laughs> also no
2: Trader Joe's in Hawaii. It's
4: also one of our first stops on the mainland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Tate demands that we go to, and we love Trader Joe's, but Tate really loves. So why'd you choose Trader Joe's Tate?
4: For several of the same reasons as Tanner. I really like their quality and their customer service is really awesome too. And their culture. Whenever I go there, I don't think there's anything I've ever gotten there that I don't like. It's always really good. And their packaging is super cool looking. And their their company culture is really cool, too. Like They have seven core values that they have all of their employees learn about. And I think my favorite one is Kaizen, which means trying to improve, constantly trying to improve. And I just think that's really cool.
2: Okay, Tate, so talking about their culture, you said couple times that you really admire their culture, what do you, like when you're actually in one of their stores engaging with employees, what, what do you notice about their culture? What's been your experience?
4: They're always super friendly and helpful is one of the biggest things. And I feel like they look to go above and beyond, not to just do as little as possible to meet your, what you want.
2: Didn't we go one time and I feel like the the person checking us out that they they were asking you questions about about something and they like threw in something totally free. Do you remember that?
4: Yeah, they did. Can't remember why, but I remember they gave us a pack of peanut butter cups.
2: Mm, those are so good. And they're it's
4: awesome. super friendly. And that's one of the things that they wore before they come in poise. Part of their training process is learning how to be super friendly and helpful.
0: I think it's also cool that they have seven core values. Mm. That's-
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in their stores, I've seen signs that say, oh, we're Trader Joe's. We cut out the middle man. They're just very fresh farmer or whoever makes their food straight to them.
2: Yeah, so you like how they kind of have a different business model than than a lot of grocery stores.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And the reason we, we're talking just inside kind of joker, but the reason behind the seven core values is because when we take a family through this process, we have them create seven core values in these seven critical categories. But I totally yeah. see, Tate, like that culture of just being friendly, being welcoming. <laughs> like a family could say, hey, but that's one of the things we want to be known for as a family. We want to be known for a family that's welcoming, that's friendly.
2: Is there any other characteristics that Trader Joe's does that you can see just off the top of your head that you would want to bring into our family?
4: I think they also do, like, in and out, a very good job of they don't just try and grow as quickly as possible. Like, they choose, like, smaller, more steady growth, but maintain their quality
2: Hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that, at least in Arizona, there's not a lot of Trader Joe's. Sometimes you have to drive a little ways to find one.
0: One's like a big deal when one opens. Remember when that one was opening, near us in Gilbert? It was like this huge announcement. Everyone was super excited. Yeah. It's not the same as when, I don't know, another Costco opens or another Walmart or another. Take something you said earlier that I thought was really interesting that I've never really thought about with Trader Joe's. And you're right. Their packaging is super unique. The design of the store is really unique the some of the names of the products are unique. Like I'm just kinda realizing that now. Like you walk into a Trader Joe's and for you does it does it look and feel anything like your typical normal grocery store?
4: No, it doesn't. Like the pack it doesn't. The packaging is really unique. They try and remind you that you're in Trader Joe's a lot, I feel like, with your packaging. Um all the employees were like Aloha shirts, which I think is really funny.
0: So what is that? That to me is something that there's a lot of lessons in that, that I think are really cool that could be applied to a family brand. Like what, what do you think a family could learn from Trader Joe's with that kind of what we've been talking about
4: to one of the big ones is not lose sight of who you are as a family to always have a goal and keep your focus on that. And, try and always be working towards that goal
0: yeah i think that's awesome and I, I also think that one of the things that i as you said that i was like yeah, it's it's okay to be unique <laughs> like it's okay to really be out of the box and to have mm-hmm. your own style and your own flair and your own flavor and i think sometimes as families maybe we don't lean into that as much as we could you don't have to look just like trader joe's realizes they don't have to look like any other grocery store they can do their own thing I think it's really cool when families realize we don't have to look like another family. We don't have to do what we're necessarily supposed to, or we should do. We can be who we want to be like, that's really cool.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, boys. Any other final thoughts?
3: No, <laughs> we said that at the same time. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Just Thank that in and out's good and awesome. And Trader Joe's has the best Mexican-style guacamole scoop chips you'll ever see <laughs> and eat. There's a elote corn chips. Yeah.
0: The elote corn chips. I think, though, just, just, to, just to show application of this, because we're asking families to do this, like get everyone involved, and the whole family's listening to this right now. For, for me, if I was doing this exercise right now, I'd now be sitting there thinking like, okay, we, we just identified all these cool characteristics and traits about In-N-Out Burger and Trader Joe's. We've written them down. And I'd be thinking, okay, how do we apply these into our family? Do we use some of these characteristics and traits to shape our family brand? Like, for example, within and out, how do we make sure that we never lose sight of what's most important to us and always maintain our values? How do we make sure that we're passing this on to each, the next generation, you know, with um, Trader Joe's? It's like, how do we make sure that we're unique as a family? How do we really own our uniqueness and and how do we be friendly? So... There's really cool things that you can learn, I think, from brands you admire and make them part of your family's brand.
2: The other thing as you're saying this, I'm thinking about Trader Joe's again, and it seems like they're always having fun at work. Like they all seem to have a rapport with each other, and it's just like a really seems to be a cool environment to work in. I think that's important. Would be an, another thing you could get from, from this conversation, like, okay, and how do we have
0: fun? Same in the hour. I would see the employees laughing with each other, joking with each other. Like I don't, again, none of that's by accident. Like if you're going to create a culture where people are happy to be there, happy to show up to work, that's not by accident. That's intentional. And I bet if you asked most of the employees that worked at a Trader Joe's or worked at an In-N-Out burger, hey, do you feel like you belong here? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Do you feel like you're accepted mm-hmm. for who you are? They'd probably say, yeah, What a what an amazing thing. Like another thing that you could really strive for in a family is like, I want people, I want, I want our family just as happy to show up every day in our families. People are in their organizations. Okay. So now we have our second guest, Mrs. Ivy Lynn Smith. Hello, Ivy. Hi. Now Ivy had a big day. I mean, I know that we're talking about, you know, the brand that she admired, but Ivy might end up showing up in a van's video vlog yeah Yeah. she the the girl that ivy takes surf lessons from moana is a professional surfer really well known and ivy caught the biggest wave of her life today said it was pretty scary but let's miss do hard things right sis
2: (laughs) yeah hey ivy you've never been a guest before um tell everyone how old you are and something awesome about you
5: i'm nine and i like to do tumbling Mm, Ivy's an excellent tumbler too.
0: Okay, sis, Ivy's known as Sister Bear in our family. Sister Bear, what brand did you choose when you're thinking about a brand that you like or admire?
5: I chose Grandpa Bex.
0: Grandpa Bex? Yeah. Tell us a little about Grandpa Bex.
5: It's um, Grandpa Beck. He makes card games like Skull King, Cover Your Assets. They're just those
2: are our two favorites that we have, huh?
5: Yeah. You did some research,
2: though, and he has a few other games, even, right?
5: Yep, he's like one called Cover Your Kingdoms, and a couple other ones. <laughs> I don't really know what they were called, but.
0: It's awesome. Why, of all the companies, why did you choose Grandpa Bex?
5: Because I really like his games that we play, and everybody in the family can play them. It's not just for like older kids or younger kids I guess.
0: Mm. So what do you see that his games actually do for a family?
5: They just make it fun and you can mess around. But also you can be competitive. That's cool.
2: And you did you did a little bit of research about his company too. What orders what's something you admire about his company?
5: He has well he has five kids and seventeen grandkids I think. And they all help him make the games, which I thought was cool. Because usually I feel like not everybody in the family would help make the game. Mm.
2: So it's a family business.
5: Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny. I was thinking about, I hadn't really thought about Cover Your Assets or Skull Kings, which we do have. We do love to play those. I hadn't thought about how though those games really do bring entire families together. And then it's cool that their very business model is to bring their whole family together mm. to actually create the games.
2: Yeah. That is cool. And they really
0: cool. are fun because... yeah. We talk a lot of trash to each other when we play. <laughs> we laugh a lot. We're competitive.
2: All of our... Well, I don't know about Ivy, but Tate and Tanner and Chris, I think, have... Like, if you've ever done the Gallup Strengths Test, um, they all have competition, uh, very highly ranked. So, competition is fierce at times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have to remind ourselves of one of our other family values, Smiths are kind-hearted when we're playing <laughs> games together. So, what? what is something... Sis, that you see that that maybe their company stands for that a family could like apply or learn from their brand or like what what could we learn from Grandpa Beck's company brand that we could apply into our family?
5: That you can just have fun. Your whole family can come together. You can just laugh and mess around. It doesn't always have to be like oh, you have to play the game like this. And you can't laugh and stuff. I guess.
2: I love that that it's important to. To have fun and a family.
0: And come together. Like come together, spend yeah. time together.
2: Yeah. Okay, anything you'd help, you'd like to add about Grandpa Bex or family or anything? Don't think so.
0: If there was one Grandpa Bex game that you would tell every family, if you don't have this game, you gotta have it. Which which game would you recommend they start with?
5: Maybe cover your assets just since Skull King is a game that's kind of hard to learn. It's not that hard to learn. It just kind of takes a long time to play. It's really fun, though. It takes
2: a little bit longer than Cover yeah. Your Assets, huh?
5: and the rules are a little bit more complicated. So you might want to start with Cover Your Assets. Great advice, Ivy.
0: Great to have you on the podcast, sis.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was really fun. We've never, we, well, we've had Tate and Tanner on one time for one episode. We've never had Ivy on. But yeah, that's that's been a really that that very exercise is what we have every family that goes through our program. That's one of the one of the exercises that they do. And they always say it's one of their family's favorites.
2: And I would definitely have the adults do it too, if you're doing it in your family. We don't want to make this episode too long, so Chris and I didn't didn't get into it. But I know for me when I've sat and thought about okay, what is a brand that I admire? It was super eye opening to see you know, what, what came up for me. And there were some brands that, um, maybe I like certain aspects of it, but then not others. So it was, it was, um, interesting to see like, what is a brand that I just really admire, not just their product, but their whole culture and, you know, how they operate in the world and everything.
0: I also think that it will be maybe normal when you first think of that question, what's a brand I admire? A lot of families are like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know if there's a brand I really admire. There's lots of brands I love and I like because of their product. But I promise you, if you think about it long enough, you'll start to think of, well, I do really love this brand because of their customer service. Or I really do love this brand because of their quality. Or I love this brand because of the good they do in the world. Or I love this brand because of their social mission. There are, I guarantee you, one or two, maybe three. And, and again, you don't have to identify it a lot. Even if you every member of the family just chose one brand they really admired. Another cool thing that could, you could do... And I'm just thinking about it right now, actually. There was a common theme amongst Grandpa Beck's, Trader Joe's, and In-N-Out Burger. And one of those was fun. Ivy talked about how it seems like their company, Grandpa Beck's, is all about fun. Tate said, that, and Melissa, I think you said that the employees at Trader Joe's seems like they're having fun. We said that about In-N-Out Burger. Mm-hmm. So that could be another th- cool thing, just to, once you identify all these. Is there any characteristics or common traits amongst these different brands? that you really, really admire. But, and look, the thing that's so cool to me about that is that people will look to our family brands with that same admiration. Like people will look to your family's brand with that same type of admiration and they'll admire that in you. They'll be like, Oh man, that family, they just, they just have fun. You know, that family, they just, they just love each other. That family, they just, they're, you know, you can just count on them. You can depend on them. You know, like that I think is a missed opportunity to not think about what we're creating in our families, like a brand.
2: And I'll say that, like we mentioned earlier, all these things are very intentionally created by these companies. Like none of this stuff is just is just happening. So I think that's a really important point to reiterate here is that, you know, your your family brand and your family culture will become whatever you create it to be. So this your opportunity right here to decide, hey, what are some of those things that our family brand is going to stand for in the culture that that we want to create?
0: And I see your family's brand, it is the key that like turns this lock that unleashes the power of your family. Like, and I think that all families have this power inside of them and it's just waiting to be unleashed. And I think your brand and, and declaring intentionally what you stand for and what you're going to be known for in the world and your children knowing that it's like, it's what unleashes that. And it's just, yeah, it's just about being intentional. So anyways, we hope you have as fun with this exercise as other families have had.
2: Okay. One other thing, I will interject. When we first brought this up to the kids, Ivy in particular, she was kind of like, "I can't think of any brands." Like, but like you said before, just keep with it. Like, don't get discouraged by that. We, I had to talk to her for a couple minutes about. I probably ran like twenty different brands by her until we landed on one that she was like, "Yeah, I'm excited about about this one." So just have fun with it. No pressure on it.
0: And I would say that you helped them come up with the ideas for brand, but then they went and did their own research. Mm -hmm. which I like that because they felt like they had some real ownership over that.
2: Totally. So yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving.
0: We'll see you next week. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at FamilyBrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.